Hey everybody, it's your boy the Terry coming to you live from the All Guns and No Guns podcast. Today we'll be talking about training the new officer. Yeah. For anybody that wants to come join the department, now you can have an insight on how to come in and do the job effectively. First, you have to ask yourself the question, what is a prison? Now, by definition, it is a building which people are legally held as a punishment for a crime that they've committed or while awaiting trial. So when you first come into the department, first you have to understand that although they are human beings, they have done some sort of crime to have been placed there. So whether it's murder, rape, molestation, robbery, etc., you have the to treat every person incarcerated the way the policy wants you to. Now, when we join this department, you know, the first thing that we have is three simple little rules. So it's three simple little words and it's care, custody and control. And mostly that's your main objective. You care by doing your security checks and making sure that they're okay. You keep custody of them to make sure that they don't escape and hurt anybody else, including themselves. And you make sure you have control of situations at all times. Next, be consistent. Yeah, consistent is uh, a main key to becoming a correctional officer. And I mean, I can't say it time and time and again, but you can't come in there and like tell somebody that they can do something, but then don't let the other one do it. If you're going to be a petty officer, you better be petty all your career. If you're going to be a natural, a neutral officer, you better be neutral all your career. And if you're going to be a, excuse my French, a hard ass, you better be a hard ass all of your career. Now, I know some may say that, you know, uh, being petty, why are you going to be so petty? Well, some people believe in the whole theory of, hey, if you stop the small things from happening, the big things won't happen. So while other people may look at it as petty, if you're looking at somebody for doing their job, more than likely you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. So you have to accept your consequences of the of the things that you're going to do if that person has to approach you. You know, uh, to be neutral is, you know, you're just trying to be fair. You're trying to make everything happen. You know, you're trying to be that officer that'll go the extra mile and to try to make things happen that are within the bounds, within the boundaries of your duties as a correctional officer now the hard ass he's the one you probably could always count on if and when things hit the fan now granted things don't hit the fan all the time so it's not like you're coming in here to a whole dangerous world but the world is dangerous and it can be at those times and at a snip of a finger you could be caught up in the middle of some mess where you would only hope and pray that you have an officer there that will come and help save you out of a situation that could get you hurt now, mind you, your IPS skills, which are your interpersonal skills, how you communicate with people can dictate how well you can effectively run a dormitory and how well you can effectively talk an inmate out of something out of something, excuse me, that he was about to do or out of something that he was about to commit while he's in jail. Yes, even though they're in jail, they still commit crimes while in prison. So, you know, recidivism is real uh, to be ready is one of the greatest things that you should always be you know always stay alert at every given time you know learn how to open your peripheral vision so that you can see things and talk to a person directly you know without them knowing that you know what's going on to the left and to the right of you uh next know that when you give a lawful order it stands always remember that if you tell a, a prisoner what to do and it's within the bounds and it's in the boundaries of doing your job correctly, 
that it that person cannot give you uh how do you say it they can't give you feedback on how they feel that's what their grievance process is for that is why they have pins that's why they can write tallahassee they can write whatever uh state that they're in and they can write their legislation if they feel like they're being mistreated in any kind of way form or fashion but they don't have the right to tell you what they're not going to do you know once you are once you become incarcerated you know you lose some of those benefits that you would have in a free world so um yeah just just know that when you say something it goes and if it's within the policy and procedures they have to follow it next when you make your way to the dormitory and you have to be there for your first time make sure you grab the mail and you go down there and you pass the mail out and you introduce yourself to the inmate population tell them the things that you like and tell them no not the things that you like tell them the things that you don't like and you don't want them to do because the whole form of coming to prison is to be corrected and to be rehabilitated so there aren't many things that i would tell you that i like because i am not i am not a person that will want to get personal with any inmate so i'll just tell you the things that i don't like so some of the things if you want to know that you can tell the inmate population of things that you don't like is you'll tell them don't hang anything on my rails on top of that keep your beds made up when it's time for inspection time i need you all to be sitting up for count and i don't need you jumping from wing to wing hopping and doing all these other things and bothering while you're in my sight and you give them a consequence if they do it while you're there You'll tell them, hey, you know, if you do this, you'll be on my search list because you have the right to search at any given time or moment if you feel like there's suspicion that there's anything that could possibly be there. So you you tell them you'll search. You'll tell them you'll uh, write them a corrective consultation, which is CC, which is a progress of discipline. We'll talk about that later on. Or you could tell them if they disobey this order, they could also get a DR, which is a disciplinary report that can end them up in confinement. Um pending the outcome of whatever that charge may be. So once you tell them that the inmates will know more or less who you are, what you stand for, and they will know how to conduct themselves to the best of their abilities. Cause most of the time in corrections, they'll just throw you in a dorm and just let you figure it out, you know, and while you figuring it out, you're stuck in a bubble while they're out doing their duties outside the building. And you end up screaming and trying to bang on windows, trying to get them to not wing hop, doing things illegally and stuff like that. And that's because when they look at you, they see you as a new cock. But even a new cock can be established if you tell them what they want, what you want. And once you tell them what you want inside the dormitory, they can't do nothing but conform to what it is that you said. Because they know that if they disobeyed it, now they'll have a problem with going to confinement. So that's another way that you that you would always remember to establish yourself when you get inside the dormitory and let them know your don'ts. And if they, everybody got to come up there and they have questions to ask you and you don't know the answer, your best friend is no. You tell them no until you find a senior officer or a sergeant coming to the dormitory and you ask them the question later. And then you'll take that answer back to that said inmate of what you determined of for it to be. Next thing you will want to do that uh, if you were in the dormitory, give the inmates their basic needs. And what I need by their basic needs is, you know, if we have the toilet paper, that's for them. Get them toilet paper, get them toothpaste, get them a toothbrush, get them the things that they're supposed to have and required to have while they're being uh, in here, their hygiene products. 
you know, because these are some of the things that can keep a lot of the the uh, bartering down inside the dormitory. Because if a person has to pay another person a pack of soup because he needs to get some toilet paper because the officer saying that they don't have any or we haven't got our restock yet, you know, that inmate has to pay that back. And if his money doesn't come back in time, then you can end up with a fight on your hands. So even basic necessities can be a a, a, a great aspect of being a good officer, you know, so. I always remember, get them their basic needs. It's not going to hurt you any to give them their basic needs. If you have it, go ahead and give it to them. It's not yours. It belongs to the state. All right. So, and the next thing you want to do is try to enforce the rules. You know what I'm saying? Try to enforce the rules at all costs. You know, if you can, that, 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 that'll, you know what? That'll go back to in the beginning when I said that, you know, establishing yourself. Once you tell them your rules and the rules that you know that you're going to push and make happen, then they know that they can't mess with you. Every inmate has a handbook. And within that inmate handbook, your don'ts will be a part of their handbook that they know that they're not supposed to be doing. The problem is that you have officers that don't care and uh, or would be more relaxed to the fact of them doing it, which will make your job a little more difficult. And it's sad to say that's every prison in the entire world. There is no job on the planet that's perfect. You're going to have to accept the bad with the good. But I'm just here to tell you that there is a good way that you can do it, that you can be more effective at your job at firstly becoming a correctional officer. So enforce the rules as much as possible. The next thing I want to say is follow your chain of command. And, uh, oh man, that that's an important one. Your chain of command is, is like a... That's like the golden rule of all rules. When you first start, if you don't know something, uh, you ask your senior officer. And if your senior officer doesn't know it, then you go ask the sergeant. And if the sergeant doesn't know it, you will wait for the sergeant to go get the answer for you and bring it back to you. You will not go higher than the sergeant when it comes time for you to ask questions. The only time you should really be talking to a captain is if you have to put in for leave for days off. Uh, something happened that that needs his attention to deal with. And what I mean by that is uh, you're locking up an inmate and you have to take him to go see the captain. Those are the only times that you really have to talk to the uh, to the captain because, you know, or if you have a problem with a sergeant and you need to y'all need to have a three three person talk to try to square out a situation that you guys are having. That's the only time you should really go to the captain and ask him the question, captain's questions. I know you'll hear the colonel and the warrens and all of them say that, you know, they have open door policies, but those open door policies, you have to really understand that, that if it has to get that high, whatever you said to them, it will get back to the person who you're talking about. So it's best to get back. It's best to go through the proper chains whenever it comes time for you to talk to anybody higher up. But anything on the level of a correctional officer that you need to know as a correctional officer, it should go no higher than the sergeant. You remember that and you'll do well. Officers run dormitories, sergeants run compounds, and captains run institutions. Everybody else is just a higher up chain of, of handling situations that's above the captain's pay grade. So another thing is, you know, don't allow an inmate or I like to uh, you call them persons, but, you know, we got to call them inmates to speak to you on a personal level 
Okay, there should be no casual conversations about what you like outside this place or where you stay at or, or how many kids you got. If they're asking anything personal like that, that's a rule for that. And there's a template to establish a relationship with staff and that inmate should be going to confinement or possibly being transferred out of here if he's trying to swindle his way into a correctional officer's mind so that he could possibly get them to bring in dopes and drugs and all these other type of crazy type of things that come inside the prison and be brought in by dirty staff sometimes so you don't allow an inmate to speak to you about those type of things you can tell him to go on about his business or and and tell him or, or else he'll receive a disciplinary report for what he's doing he'll go ahead about his business and um an inmate should not be speaking to you no more than 60 seconds if an inmate is standing there more than 60 seconds, we have a problem. You need to tell that inmate he needs to go somewhere and find him somewhere to go. Or you go ahead and end the conversation or whatever it is he's trying to ask of you uh, to to do. Whether if it's to escort him somewhere, whatever it is. End that conversation before those 60 seconds are up. Because if you're speaking to an inmate more than 60 seconds, he's getting personal with you. And you may not know it, but they're manipulative a lot of these guys in here are con artists. A lot of these guys in here have done some crazy things. Now, mind you, you do have some that are very few that have not done heinous crimes and things like that and are in there for minor things. And some of them may be innocent. But the problem is in a compound with 1600 inmates, you can't take five of the inmates that are doing good and think that you can separate them from the general population. And it doesn't work like that. You have to treat all of them the same. So everybody's going to get the same treatment. Everybody's going to get the same know-how. Everybody's going to get the same feeling that this job has to uh, uh, give you because you have to follow the policy and procedures. And there's a reason why that they're built and put in place. So people want to say things. You'll get words from the communities like. If you're talking to your family, they may say, why y'all do things like this and do it like that? That's because they don't know what we have to deal with. So, you know, and that goes part of my last episode when you have to maintain your mental health status at all times so that you can know what it is that you're dealing with. And um, the next thing, you know, when you're given a command and you're talking to the general population, make sure that you're loud, clear, and confident at what you're saying. You know, you dress well, you keep your you keep yourself pressed and nice, and you speak with a commanding tone, and the inmates will respect that. Whether you know it or not, the inmates really want you to do your job because they know that it's a jungle that they live in, that there's things that we can't see all of the time that they have to deal with. But if there's an officer who does their security checks, who comes in and makes sure that the count is done right and makes sure that, that, that they're not doing things that they're not supposed to do, then at least the inmate knows for the eight hours you work or the 12 hours you work that if I have this officer, I know that the most of the population is going to be on the down low on things that they want to do that can be violating so you know just try to be the best that you could always be and during count time that'll be a part of your conversation with them when you go on the wing on your first day you'll tell them you want them all sitting up at that time you know sitting up on your bunks ready to be counted so when you make the announcement that count time is about to happen over your intercom or however it is that you want to do it you will go down there 
you will enter into the unit. You will make sure you make it loud and known. Count time, count time. And the inmate population should be sitting up on their bunks. You need to always make sure you have a live and breathing body inside of those cells. Okay. Um, these things, they, they, they can make or break you in the department and count is one of those things that is the most important thing on the planet i'll say it again count is one of the important most important things on the planet okay because if you're counting and you feel like you've messed up or you've been distracted don't feel bad to start over i don't care if it takes how many times it takes you to count you will count until you get your count right if you feel like you messed up you messed up start over and if you and if your count and your partner count is not the same, count again. Don't make yourself feel like you're so arrogant that you believe that you know how to count and that you can't mess up. You know, even the most best of us that have the most years have messed up in this department and count. So until you guys get the same count and figure it out, break it down, whether if it's lower tier first and you put that down on a piece of paper, then higher tier first. Uh, higher tier next and you put that down on a piece of paper and you add them both together at least you know where the count is messed up at break it down and make it happen count is a very important thing don't allow that to mess up whatever it is that you have going on and when you have downtime read the inmate handbook the inmate handbook will tell you a lot about what the inmates can do what they can't do what time they go to sleep what time they go to lunch how they're supposed to make their bed what items are they supposed to have it tells you everything that the inmate is supposed to know so when the inmates come to you you'll know right before they know because they'll try to come and use tech on your what chapter 33 says know what your inmate handbook say don't come at me with what chapter 33 say you can use that for your grievance process what that inmate handbook say is y'all go to bed at this time and that's it and that and your conversation should end there should be no more left after that for an inmate to tell you so after that you know you you want to make sure also that uh next thing is you do your searches searching is a key essential for keeping down the contraband that's in the facility although you can't stop all the contraband from coming in and, and things like that no one will ever be able to stop those type of things at least you'll be able to mellow it down so that your correctional staff that that's coming in can have a smaller amount of a safety you know knowing that you found some phones or some shanks and weapons because there are things like that that are on there you know no, nothing to say to to scare you or anything like that but you know these guys they build weapons because they have to protect themselves from other inmates it don't be from the staff you know only person of staff members who really have to worry about things like that are the a-hole staff members the ones that mess with inmates for no reason and do things that is out of character and unbecoming of officers that most officers won't say anything about and they're the ones who have to really worry about their lives why they work inside the department so you know just you do the job and they'll respect you for it no matter how they call you robocop or whatever it is they want to use a name for you you should be glad to accept those names because you're doing your job and they want to see you do those jobs even though they're trying to tease you out of it don't allow no inmate to tease you out of uh you doing your job all right and when you've learned as much 
good teachings and techniques that you can from your fellow co-workers you know pick up the good things that you can learn from people because there will be some that that want to talk about war stories all day and how much they hate the prison but yet they come to work every day and they don't they don't leave don't let those things sour you or soil you from uh being a great officer you let those hateful people be the way that they are and you do the best that you can be that you can do all right you know, and once you learned all those things and you've become, you know, nicely familiar with the policy as best as you can, you know, don't be afraid to promote, promote and pass the knowledge on. Be that great sergeant, be the difference, be the change that we're all looking for. OK, well, hey, before you go, it's time for our little true or false segment. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you guys the situation and I'm going to let you I'm going to let you be the decision maker to, to decide if this happened or if it didn't happen. If it did, you know, leave a comment, leave a review. You know, we could talk about it later or this, that and the third. Uh, but today's true or false segment would be there's an officer somewhere in corrections that's coming into work right now and being searched and took off his boots and wearing mismatched socks. I'll let you be the judge of that to let me know if it's true. <laughs> so, always remember, be easy and always follow your gut. Because in a place without guns, this is where your power really comes from. Y'all, thanks for tuning in to the All Guts and No Guns podcast. I'll see you next time for my next episode. Take it easy. <laughs>